0: Do. Just these two things. One, to confess Him. Baptism is a confession of Christ before others. The Lord's table is communion with Christ. It's kind of a personal thing. The believer is thinking of remembering His Lord for, for Himself. Baptism is a public confession, and the Lord's table is. Communion, private communion. In Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, there are many, many ordinances, many, many ceremonies, many feasts and observances given. All of them, every one of them, are pictures and symbols of the Lord Jesus Christ, of Christ crucified. Every single type and picture and ordinance, that's why they were given This is the first one. This is the first one that was given. The very first. The first observant, and if you will think about it, it's the last that our Lord gave. That's significant. He's the first and the last. Christ said, I'm the first and last. All right, now here in Exodus chapter 12, the story behind this is... The Lord is delivering his children, children of Israel, sons of Jacob, God's elect. He's delivering them by great deliverance. He's bringing them out of Egypt. Egypt has always been a picture of the world. And the Lord chose the people for himself that he to save, to bring out of this world into his promised land. Look at verse 13 now. Exodus 12, verse 13. This is the thing. The, the, this is what the whole story is about. The Passover. This is where the name comes from. Passover. Verse 13. And the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where you are. And, this is God's people. When I see the blood, I will pass over shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. The Lord is about to destroy all the firstborn in Egypt, but he's going to say or pass over the children of Israel, the sons of Jacob. and the Lord is bringing them out of Egypt to his promised land. All of this is a picture of the salvation that is of the Lord. From the call to the conclusion. From the first to the last. Salvation is of the Lord. All right, let's go through these verses now, one by one. Verse 1, Exodus chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. The Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be unto you, the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. This is the time, this is the day I'm bringing you out. This is, you're going to mark this as the beginning of your life. This will be, everything will be from here on out. The answer I give. Life begins when Christ reveals himself to someone. We're dead in sin until Christ, to his life, reveals himself. Verse 3. Here's the Lord's command to Moses and Aaron, his spokesmen. Speak ye unto all the congregation of Israel, saying, The Lord told these two men, not Miriam, Moses and Aaron. These two men, he designated, he ordained to send the message to the people. The Lord speaks through men. The Lord did not speak to the people directly, but spoke to them through mediator. Moses is a picture of Christ, yes, but these two men are a picture of God's preacher. He says, you speak to all the congregations. Everyone must hear this message. Everyone. What is the message? Look at it. Verse 3. In the tenth day of the month, they shall take to them every man a lamb. According to the house of their fathers, a lamb. What's the message? Our salvation is in a lamb. That's the whole message. That's the whole message. That's what this whole story is all about. It's all about this lamb that was slain for the remission of their sins, which is the picture of the Lord Jesus Christ. The lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Everyone must hear this. All the congregation must hear this message of the lamb. All the congregation must uh, kill the lamb. All the congregation must partake of the lamb. Everyone that's going out must be a part of it. Everyone that escapes, everyone the Lord passes over must have part in this land. Salvation is in the land. Verse 4. If the household be too little for the land, let him and his neighbor uh, next, uh, next unto his house take it according to the number of the soul. Every man, according to his eating, shall make your account for the land. In other words, if you're going to have life, you got to have a lamb. He that have the lamb, have a life. The lamb was to be for every person, every person in God's house in Israel. All of his children, every one, must count for the lamb, must have a lamb. All right? The lamb was to be observed for a while. The lamb was to be watched very carefully by everyone to make sure that it was perfect. The Lord later on in Leviticus said, It shall be perfect to be accepted. Sacrifice the lamb, whatever you offer, must, that it shall be perfect without spot, without blemish, I'll not take anything less than perfection. The Lord later on said that. Well, right here he says, you shall observe it. Look at verse 5 and 6. Your land, your land shall be without blemish. A male, not a female, but a male of the first year, that is the first born, a yearling. You shall take it out from the sheep, or from the goats, and you shall keep it up until the fourteenth day of the same month, they were to separate this lamb and to watch it. And the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it in the evening. It was to be a spotless lamb. It was to be a perfect lamb. The lamb was to be altogether, lovely. a beautiful lamb. That's Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ was observed by God, men. And devils for 33 years observed to be perfect without spot. God said it from heaven. God said, This is my beloved Son, in whom i well pleased. Peter said it in Pentecost, you men of Israel, hear this word. It's a man, the fruit of God. Even the devils came to him and found nothing in him. He's the spotless, holy, righteous Son of God, the altogether lovely. Lamb, the perfect sacrifice. A lamb. Taken, look at this, this is interesting. Taken from among the sheep or from the goats. That's interesting. Psalm 89, verse 19, one of our lady's favorite verses. David, in prophecy of the Lord Jesus Christ, that I had exalted one chosen from among the people. But Christ also was in the midst of those who were not his sheep, was he not? One of the twelve was a goat. Christ was taken from among the sheep and the goats. And the whole assembly, it stated, everyone was to take part in the killing of this man. Everyone. Everyone should kill him in the evening. In the evening. Scripture says, We all with wicked hands have taken and crucified the Lord of glory. That was the message of Peter to every single Israelite that heard it that day. You killed him. And though we weren't there, each of us in here were not there 2,000 years ago, yet we lived for a time before the Lord revealed himself to us. We lived for a time when we did not care about the Son of God and we said, without saying it, for our time. So we all with wicked hands to take it and crucify We've all uh, rejected it and despised it. All the congregation was in on this as guilty of the blood of the Son of God. But thankfully, the same blood which we're guilty of is the blood which removes the guilt. In the evening, his sacrifice to be killed in the evening, and Christ was sacrificed in these last days. Verse 7. Verse 7, all right? Now, they shall take of the blood, <clears throat> strike it on the two-side posts, on the upper doorposts of the houses, wherein they shall eat. Who is he talking about? Who shall apply the blood to the houses wherein the people are? Who? Look at verse 21. You cannot take a verse by itself. You must say, you must look very carefully. The people in general did not apply this blood. The firstborn in the house did not apply this blood. The person for whom this blood was uh, shed did not apply the blood. Look at verse 21. This is important. Moses called for all the elders of Israel and said unto them, Draw out and take you a lamb according to your families. The elders were the ones who would take the lamb and kill the Passover, and you shall take a bunch of hyssop, dip it in the blood, and strike the lintel two the sides The elders, the spiritual leaders, were the ones who applied the blood to the doorposts and the lintel. And that's a picture of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one who applies the blood of Christ to us. Not our faith. It's not our faith which makes the blood effective. That's blasphemy. That's works religion. The elders, why is it plural? Perhaps that's speaking of those seven spirits of God in Revelation, which we didn't know what that meant. (laughs) But anyway, the Holy Spirit is the one who applies the blood of Christ to God's elect. Yes, he is. He's that elder, as it were, the teacher, the one who shows us the blood. He applies the blood to our heart, the doorpost, the side, two side posts in the middle. He applies the, the blood to our mind, heart, and soul, to our soul, body, and spirit. The blood of Christ is applied in the whole way. Now, that's important because we don't take part in this thing of salvation. It's all of the Lord. The blood was applied for another. There were some who were too little and too young to apply the blood. Right? says the first in the house. And he could have been six months old. He couldn't even pick up the hissum. He couldn't reach the he couldn't reach high enough to put it on the living. It That doesn't matter if somebody put it there for him. No matter how weak, no matter how young the blood was applied. It's not up to them to It's not up to their ability. What it, they couldn't reach it. Nobody did it for them. That's important now. Jury. Now the blood of Christ was shed before we were born. The blood of Christ was counted, was imputed to all that were in Christ in the Lamb's Book of Life before the foundation of the world. This is important too. The blood of the Lord Jesus Christ was was there upon that mercy seat before anybody was ever born? Why? Because if you're a sinner, you must be under the blood. Every sinner must be under the blood. God's people are never, in any sense, now, any time, under the wrath of God, but they've always been under the blood. Under the blood. No sacrifice, no salvation, no blood, no remission of sin. God's people are under the blood, always, from Adam to the last chosen. All right, now, the Lord institutes this feast, this Passover, from which we get this table. This is what we derive this from, Passover feast. They did not apply the blood. No one, the the, the, uh, firstborn in the house did not apply the blood. Everyone did not apply the That was a ill. But everyone was to eat of the feast. This is important. Salvation is of the Lord. We take no part in the salvation of our souls. We have nothing to do with it. Even our faith is not of ourselves. It's the gift of God. But now we do take part in this feast. We do partake of Christ. We are commanded to do at least two things. Confessing in baptism and partake of this pain This do, which is a command in baptism, this do in remembrance of me. He doesn't tell us how often to do it. He just says, as often as you do it, you do show the to death till he comes. But, do it. Do it. And it's a good thing. Just as baptism is a blessing to, to uh, observe and watch and take part of, so is this. For God's people. No, it's a command, yet it's not grievous. It's, it's delightful. <clears throat> we do this in remembrance of Him. Now, notice this too. Baptism, we do it one time. Christ was slain one time. The Lord's faith we observe many times. We do it in remembrance of Him. We worship Him. We remember Him. We give thanks to Him always, as often as we think of Him. So, baptism, a picture of Christ crucified one time. We do it one time. We do this often, and remember. <clears throat> Verse 8. All right, here's the thing. They shall eat the flesh in that night, roast with fire and unleavened bread, and with bitter herbs they shall eat it. Eat the flesh that night. Now, our Lord said this, except you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no part in me. Whoever does not lay hold on Christ by faith, whoever does not does not hunger and thirst for Him for His righteousness, whoever does not need Christ and lay hold on Him and take Him down into your heart, believing Him with the heart, so He just He is your life, your necessary food, has no part in it. It's not under the blood, but it's under the right. Christ said, except you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no part in it. So he said, you eat this. Eat it in that night. In that night. Now, uh, Hebrews says several times, today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of salvation. Why us thou? Like? Today is the day of salvation. Boast not thyself of tomorrow, yet there may not be one. Today is the day of salvation. Tonight is the gospel being proclaimed. Tonight is the the day of salvation. There may not be a tomorrow. Lay hold on Christ now. Do it now. But he says night here. Yes, because these are the last days. When Christ was slain, it was the last day. And you can behold the times and see that we're, it's almost midnight It's, it's about over. We're going to the promised land. You better lay hold on Christ. Whoever has it. Better do it now. Eat it tonight. Alright, look what else he said. Verse 8. Eat that flesh roast with fire. Christ suffered the fiery wrath of God. Fiery wrath of God on that cross. Christ went through hell for his people. God, who is a consuming fire, consumed the sacrifice, which was Christ slain for And unleavened bread, eat this lamb, with, which is roasted with fire, and unleavened bread, and with bitter herbs. The herbs you may have mistakenly thought the herbs were put on the lamb, not so. These herbs were a side dish, like we eat a salad. Nothing is to be put on that lamb. Nothing is to be mixed with that lamb. You don't spice it up, you don't add anything to it. If you eat the lamb by itself, the lamb alone. You eat these things on the side. These things have nothing to do with making it tasty or savory. You, the lamb is going to be savory, too by itself. But he said, this unleavened bread. Now let's go over to 1 Corinthians 5. 1 Corinthians chapter 5. What is this unleavened bread? And I'm finally starting to really realize what this is. Our Lord said, beware the leaven of the Pharisee. Well now we know that sin is like leaven. We know that. We know that self-righteousness is leaven. But look here, the the Apostle Paul tells us plainly what this leaven is. 1 Corinthians 5 verse 7 through 8. Purge out therefore the old leaven, that you may be a new lump, as you are left unleavened. Even Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast not with the old leaven, neither with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. That's that old religion you held on to. Do that's hypocrisy that you the, the Pharisees were hypocrites they did our Lord said they drew near their lips when their hearts were far from them so this, this sincerity that is with the heart man believeth on the body and you must worship with, with, in spirits and in truth that's unbelievable you. you understand in spirit, God is spirit. He must be worshipped in spirit and truth. From the heart and through the preaching of the gospel. Otherwise, it's got the leaven or something in it. Whether it be sin or self-righteousness, sin or the religion or whatever. Purge out all that old leather. Be done with it. We're going to worship from the heart. We're going to worship for the truth. Nothing else is needed. Unleavened bread. Unleavened bread. Go back to the text. And bitter herbs. Bitter herbs. God's people God's people go through trials. These are those bitter herbs that they shall eat. They shall eat. Every one of them shall go through these trials with a test of their faith. Bitter herbs, they're bitter. But they're good for bitter herbs is the most Nourishing thing you can say. What this is like is it's like eating some greens as we did. Turnip, mustard, kale, or something which instead of a healthy thing you can eat on this planet. God knew what he had done. Spiritually and materially. earth. Read on. They shall eat as yes, they shall. Verse 9. Eat not of it raw. Don't eat it raw. It must be well done. It must be finished cooked through the through. The finished work of Christ. Christ said it is finished. Nothing left to be done. It's not undone. It's
1: done. The work is
0: done. Read on Nor soften it at all with water. Don't add anything to it. Don't marinate it in anything. Don't boil it. Don't water it down. Don't marinate it. Don't add any of your favorite little recipe to it. Don't do it. He by that. Roast with fire. Don't try to make it palatable to the people that don't like lamb. Don't cover it up. You're not trying to mask the flavor of the lamb. Do you understand what I'm saying? The gospel of Christ, Christ crucified, yes, a bloody, hideous, horrible sacrifice, a bloody sacrifice. Don't mask it, that the horror of it. Don't try to make it palatable with those who think it's barbaric don't like it. Don't add anything to this sacrifice of Christ. Don't try to spice it up. Don't try to cover it up. It's the blood. It's the blood. Bloody sacrifice. Just lamb. No spices, no energy. Christ alone. Grace alone. Nothing added. Read on. This is good here. You'll roast it with fire, his head, his legs, and with a curtain The whole lamb must be consumed. You must have a whole lamb, not part of the lamb. You can't just have the head and not the rest. You can't just have the leg and not have the head. Well, you can have Jesus as your Savior. Later on, you make him whole. No, you can't. He's either all to you or nothing at all. He's prophet, priest. And king, head, legs, and the pertinence there. Now I thought about this: the head, he's made unto us wisdom; the legs, he wor- worked out a perfect righteousness; he made unto us righteousness, Wh- uh, wisdom, righteousness. And with the pertinence, that's being, sanctification. He's made unto us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and all of this is redemption. <laughs> Our redemption. This. Lamb sacrifice. You must have a complete sacrifice, a complete Christ, to be complete in him. You must have the whole Christ. Nothing left out. Verse 10. And you shall let nothing of it remain until the morning, because there will be no more sacrifices. There will be no more. This is it. This is the Lord's Passover. This is it. Nothing left over and our people, the blood of Christ is not spilled. When Christ died on that cross, his blood was not spilled, it was shed. Just as the lamb of old, his, that blood was not carelessly spilled everywhere. Oh no, every drop of that blood was accounted for. Every drop of that blood was collected in a basin. Because every drop of that blood must count. It's to my, not going to be trodden underfoot. It's not going to be spilt on the ground to be trodden underfoot by anybody's too precious. Neither is the blood of Christ spilled, to just cast out there for anybody to accept it at will. No, sir. It was shed. And it was it was collected by the Lord Himself to be applied to all of the elect. That's particular redemption particular redemption that blood must count everyone must have that blood applied alright verse 11 thus shall you eat it well, verse 10 nothing, nothing remained of it until the morning burn it with fire it no, God's going to burn up any, any rubbish anything left over but what wasn't found in Christ burn it up Verse eleven. Now, thus shall ye eat it. He keeps commanding, "You shall eat it. You shall." It's a must. Thus shall ye eat it. And this is the posture in which they were to eat it. This is the way in which they were to be uh, dressed, and the way in which they were to eat. This the way they were to act. This is the their attitude and action in eating of this. They're leaving. They're in a hurry. They're making haste. They're about to leave. They're not, this thing is urgent. It's life and death. It's urgent. They're on the way out of here. The place where they are is going to be... It's sin. I'll keep you much longer. This is so necessary. He said, eat it with your loins' girded. Ephesians chapter 6. The Apostle Paul alludes to this in the last chapter of Ephesians. Ephesians 6. He says, eat it with your loins' girded. All right, look at verse 14. Stand, therefore. I believe they might have been standing while they were reading (laughs) that. Stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth. Girt, O oh Lord, what it was that they were girt with is that which binds you up, which holds you fast. And we're bound by the truth. It's what undergirds us. Truth, truth is what binds us to the sacrifice. It's the cords, as it were, that binds us to the Horns of the altar is the truth. Herein I stand, Mark Luther said, I can't do no (laughs) This is where I stand. This is what binds me to Christ. This sacrifice. Mm -hmm. That's over. Keep that place there. Look at verse uh, 11 in our text. Eat it with your shoes on your feet. Shoes on your feet. All of this has spiritual and. Practical application. Nobody should be sitting around, unrobed, undressed in a casual. You don't worship in a casual manner. Never. You don't have your feet all propped up barefoot. Oh no. You, this is a solemn piece, serious assembly. Be dressed for Girded. Your shoes on your feet. And back in Ephesians 6, it says in verse 15, Have your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. How do we walk by faith? When we hear the gospel, we walk by faith in Christ. The just shall live by faith. So walk by faith. Shoes on your feet. Look at the next thing. He says, uh, you're stabbed in your hand." Staff in your saying they, they were ready to go. They were eating this thing. They were ready to go, were sounded like they were about to walk out the door. It was this night nice It was about all over the people. The Lord was at the door. And they were eating the peace. And it is. And it says here in Ephesians 6 and verse... Uh, 17. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is, what's that staff they would have in their hand? The Word of God. You've got one in your hand. That's the staff. That's the rod of the staff that will come. Alright? Staff in the hand. Word of God. Now look at, back in the text. Eat it in haste. You shall eat it in haste. In a hurry. There's no time to waste. What do you wait? Eat it in haste. It's the Lord's Passover. It's the Lord's Passover. The Lord told you to do it. Do it. The Lord told you what He's going to do. He's going to do it. He commands men everywhere to repent. And He doesn't say, wait till tomorrow, there we may not be more. He it Now, we're in a hurry. Come on. Lay it no, on no <laughs> It's the Lord's Passover. This is the Lord. This is not something men made up. This was real, people. This was real. This is not some Jewish fable. This was real. The Lord smote the firstborn and all the house of Israel. Later on, drowned all of Pharaoh's army in the Red Sea. That's not a fairy tale. That's not some wise fable That's real. That really happened. And the Lord Jesus Christ really did walk this planet. God was manifest in the flesh. He really did. Everything he said, he said, the heavens and earth will pass away, but not one thing I ever said will fail. Not one word. And the Lord said, You better eat my flesh and drink my blood. You better confess me. Because I'm at the door, he said. I'm at the door. Behold, I come quickly. Eat it in haste. It's the Lord's Passover. This is the Lord's word. This is God's word. This is real. This is true. This is not a fable. This is life for them. Now look at verse 11 again. It says now, it's the Lord's Passover, verse 12. For I will pass through the land of Egypt. I will pass through the land of Egypt. This night. And he will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt. The Lord has passed through this world. Since he exist. he has. It's not the death angel. If you'll notice in this story, it doesn't say some death angel went. No, no, no. The Lord killeth and he maketh the light. The Lord, it says, shall smite. The Lord will pass through and he either will pass over or smite. It's the Lord. He will do what seemeth good to him. The Lord has passed through. Men don't see it. They blame it on other causes. They blame it on hurricanes, earthquakes, tornadoes, floods, terrorists, whatever you will. It's the Lord It's mighty. The Lord is past the but men don't see it. Like Pharaoh's heart was hardened even after his oldest son was killed. He hated the, the truth all the more until he died. I will pass through the land of Egypt this night. And I will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, against all the gods of Egypt. I like that. All these gods of Egypt can't save the plague. I'm going to kill them too. I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. I will. I will. I will. As I am. Now verse 13. Here's the gospel. And the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where ye are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. I will pass through. I will smite. I will judge that when I see the blood, I will pass over. I will pass over you. Who? You. Who? Whoever draws the blood. Whosoever eats the pasture. Whosoever believes. Whosoever got the spat in their hand. Whosoever got the tune on the face, whosoever got a girdle on, whosoever is under the blood, who's you, I will pass over you. Just as surely as he said, I will, smite it, because I am the Lord. Everything I say comes true. Just as surely as you're under the blood, he said, I will pass over you. Now notice he said, when I see the blood, this is important. And this will give you great comfort. Not when you see the blood. He doesn't say, when you see the blood, you'll be saved. He doesn't say, when you see the blood, you'll feel saved. He said, when well, I see the blood, that's what's necessary. That's all that's necessary. Because in that house, you see, they were young and old, weak and strong. In every house in Israel, uh, in Egypt, the house of the Israelite, in every house there were all kinds, male, female, weak, strong, young, old. Some of them, in, like Moses, I know Moses was a strong man of I know Moses was, let's take Moses and He had family. he had children. I know Moses was, was believing. I know Moses was had assurance. I know he did. I know he did. He believed the Lord. The Lord proved himself in Moses too many times. Moses believed. But in Moses' house, perhaps, was a small child, a young person. A, a nephew. Somebody in his house who was shaking like a Scared to death. Didn't have the faith of Moses. Didn't have the strong faith of Moses. They believed what Moses said. They were in the house and they weren't about to leave the house. They believed what their dad or their uncle or grandfather said. They did believe. They were not, they didn't have the assurance of Moses. What was their hope? Same with Moses' hope. Moses didn't see the money. <laughs> he saw it by faith. He saw it by faith. He looked through that door and saw it by he couldn't have to it. He believed it, believe it was there. And that the same is the blood. When I see the blood, God said, I will pass over you. At verse 13, and the plague shall not be upon you. Not one scab. Not one scab. Not one blemish. Not one spot will be found on you. You'll be unblemished. unblemished. Unapproved. In God's sight. It will not be upon you to destroy you. It will not be found when I smite the land of you. Your sins have been upon you. And this day, verse 14, this day shall be unto you for a memorial, for a remembrance. There's not many things our Lord said to do forever, but this is one. He said, You shall keep it a feast to the Lord. See, this is unto the Lord. Baptism is a confession before men. This is unto the Lord. We're remembering him. This is between us and the Lord. Keep it unto the Lord throughout your generation. Keep it a feast by an ordinance forever. This day, you're going to remember this day. You're going to remember this
1: day.
0: And our Lord, our Lord seemed to indicate that we would do this in glory. And he said, I'll not eat this, uh, drink this uh, fruit of mine, and eat this Passover till we, we eat it again. <laughs> it's going to be good, but we're going to keep doing
1: that. We're we'll keep doing
0: it. And, and all that we do we'll remember what he's done That's what this is all about. When your children ask you, What's this, what is this all about? Well, those are just crackers. Just crackers. Okay. Just wine. It doesn't do anything for us any more than that water It's just a symbol of what does save. Who does save? The body broken, broken body of Christ, and the shed blood for their mission. of our All right, serve right. bread. Bible to First Corinthians eleven. First Corinthians eleven. <clears throat> 1 Corinthians eleven. Paul writes, verse twenty-three. I have received of the Lord that which also I have delivered unto you. Now, Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, the night he took bread, and when he had given thanks, he he broke it. He broke it. Please, the Lord, use it. And said, "Take, not an offering. Come and eat. This is my body." Which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. And he gave thanks. Let's give thanks now. Our Father in heaven, thank you for becoming flesh. God was manifest in the flesh. Thank you for working out perfect righteousness for us in the flesh. Thank you for walking 33 years in a perfect way, fulfilling your law for us and being our perfect lamb, without blemish, without spot, and altogether lovely Son of God. And thank you for going to Calvary's tree Willingly laying down your life, willingly allowing your body to be broken for us as that lamb. Lamb of God. Thank you. We now take this bread in remembrance of thee, remembering what who you are and what you've done for us, unworthy though we be to take it. We take it in faith, from the heart, giving thanks for it. Christ and him crucified. It's in his name to give thanks. Amen. Again in 1 Corinthians 11. It is written in verse 25 and 6 After the same manner, also he took the cup. When he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye. As often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death until he comes. Let's give thanks for the blood of Christ. Our Father, again in the name of Christ, we give thanks for the shed blood of Christ. Lord, we give you thanks for this, this ordinance that you have ordained, that you have instituted for us And remember that It's a good thing. We thank you for the Passover, for passing over your people in mercy and grace. Just as that blood was token on the houses where the people are, Lord, let that blood be upon our hearts and minds and souls. Lord, let that blood be upon our children. Let all of our children, our family, our whole house be under that blood, we pray. The blood is the atonement. The blood is redemption. The blood is life. Your people, the blood of the Lamb, precious blood. We know this we're not redeemed with anything other than the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without spot or number. Thank you for shedding your blood, laying down your life for us. And see, in Christ's name we have met together to give thanks. Amen. Alright, in the scriptures, of the Lord, after they, after they say it together, it says, They son of him. And they went out. They left. Let's sing from the blue book. 300, 365.
1: 365. blue book.
0: 365, well, this is good, good word, several good hymns for the Lord's table. We'll sing this to the tune of Jesus, lover of my soul. Stand with
1: me. At the last...